Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Don't! Kenny! Turn this down here. Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boy. How you doing? I've been to the whole Narboretum. We were there last year. Ah. But unfortunately, they would not let us go have up sex. Go up the tower. Oh. To they have not, sex. They would not let us go up there. They have all sorts of stuff out there. It's the craziest place you have sex. Go. Um, I was never crazed. Like, I cars, that just seemed like an inconvenience that to me. That um, No, honestly, nowhere. Nowhere interesting. Really? No. What about you, Aaron? Uh, uh, Owen? I was going to say I was going to say aircraft carrier and Owen at the same time. Well, I was going to make a joke and say a specific location on a body, but I'm not going to say that. You had sex on a dead body? That's not what I said at all. Oh. I'm going to go with I don't know. Oh, cuz I haven't thought about it. I I'm sure somewhere in Thailand I did something pretty crazy. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. On an elephant? No. Like uh, you can't admit don't admit to that because you don't want to balcony right of people. a penthouse suite like that type well, that's of that's fun. Of you know, like a fifty, sixty story That's fun. Hotel. That's nice. Thailand anything goes. Right? For the most part. Yeah. What does Do that they, what does that mean anything goes? Like anything. Yeah. Don't people have sex anywhere here in the United States? Yeah, but, yeah, but you Thailand, get a lot of didn't, trouble for that. Didn't a couple just get busted for? Yeah, but they got and they got a lot of trouble doing it. What was it at Cedar Point? Yeah, in then Thailand, we, it's encouraged. They throw candy at you. Do they? You don't get in trouble there. No, nope. they really. They say, they "Way to go, buddy." <laughs> so, what is it? Is it just the excitement of hey, we could get caught because that would just kill my mojo completely? Really? That would just ruin it. You don't get excited by that? Not in that way. That's, of getting caught, of possibly getting caught. Oh, that's the fun no. Of it. That doesn't. That I'm. I'm worried. Oh, worried about too many things as a distraction. I think that that kills any momentum you might have had, stunts any growth you might have. The had. thrill. The thrill of possibly somebody coming in and and seeing it is, I think, is what always gets people. I know people that. say that. I just wonder if it actually, if they played it out, what they played out in their head, if they actually live it out, if that truly is the case. 
If that truly was the case, wouldn't we see a lot more people get caught? We don't see that many people, people get, get caught. caught. I think a lot of people get caught. There's only like a story once a month. We had the Oakland Athletics, the, the, the fans that were in attendance at the A's game or whatever. I think a lot more people get caught and people are like, hey, 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 come on, hey, come on, mm-hmm. come on you two, knock it off. Well, and you can get in a ton of trouble. This isn't like, oh, just a joking matter now. If it's something that's caught on tape and people see it. Well, everything's on tape now. I know. That's we're we're talking about a serious, serious thing that could happen. Yeah, well, you know. Serious consequences. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, I, I know we were talking about at the end of the show today, how much of the Cavs did people really watch? Because you had the Guardians game that led right into it. Guardians were done. Uh, I You know, midweek watching, you got to start to retool now. Because, like, the Guardians are out every day. The Cavs, you kind of got to you kind of gotta ask somebody, right? I mean, does everybody uh, really even have the pocket calendar anymore for those things? I mean, you have the internet. Obviously, but I think there's a lot of nights where you're like, are the Cavs on? Do you want to move your mic yeah. so you can see Owen yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. I think I do think it is more of a, especially early season, you got to get into a groove. Because even like, just pocket calendar wise, you know, like for the Guardians this last month, they went back to the 6 p.m. start right, time. Right, right. And you you flip over at 7.30 and you're like, it's the fifth inning? I got to get in What did mode. I miss? Yeah. Yeah, I got to get in a winter It's mode. a totally different mode because you would have thought, you would have thought, given how big of a deal Donovan Mitchell was, that's not just something that right. we think is a big deal. But that's a big pre-season. deal everywhere. It is preseason, but it's your first chance to see him. And we have a lot of fans that probably didn't watch a lot of Utah yep. Jazz basketball, except maybe None. in the playoffs if they're None. big NBA fans. None. And so I think a lot of people didn't know there was a game last night that was televised. Yep. So last night, this is, I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank you so much. I'm glad we brought this up at the end of the show, too. It was warranted, and I, I'm glad you made me do it. I, because if you would have said anything, I wouldn't have done it. I'm glad because it was complete. It was, now it was a complete four-hour radio show that you did it. Thank you. Because I said to Lima, I said, if we were at night, like when I was at night, mm-hmm. I used to, the Cavs game, like if the Cavs game started at 10, or actually just any basketball game, if you think about it, started at 10, I would get done. I would turn it on, and it would be on in the studio, and it would just be on in the background. And then I would get home. And remember, I lived, I lived in West Park at the end of the night show when I was done doing nights. And I and I lived in West Park, and I lived in Tremont, and then West Park, and then I moved to Ridgeville. Mm. But I was doing mornings by then. And uh, I would get home, especially in Tremont. It was four minutes away, not even. And I would watch the rest of the game. So I bet a lot more night listeners are would m- know more about Donovan Mitchell because. When you and I did that show, just to, just to let everybody know who might be listening to the podcast who weren't listening maybe at the 940 segment, Lyman and I did a show earlier this, this year, this summer, where we had said, would, like, would you trade Donovan Mitchell for Colin Sexton? Lyman's like, yeah, we don't even have to ask the question. I go, I bet we do. And we did. I was wrong. And we did. I was wrong because people were like, no. Because they were looking at like the points per game, and I'm going, this is a three-time All-Star. Yes, you trade him. And people were like, no, you guys are crazy. You guys are both like – and people got very defensive. And I said – and a lot of people didn't understand it at the time. There were people who were Colin Sexton fans. And there's this weird pocket of the internet. I think they're bots. they got to be bots. Anytime you say anything that besmirches Colin Sexton's name, they will call you every name Dude, in the Dude, I'm book. not kidding. I am blocked. I'm blocked by a lot of people yeah. because anytime I click on any Sexton uh, yep. tweet, I notice – all the people that have weighed in, I can't see their tweets because they blocked me because I told them 
what I felt to be the truth about Sexton, and I kind of think the league told you about Sexton. I think it was in unison with yep. what I was trying to tell people about Sexton. And and by the way, I feel bad. Sexton ended up being way better than I thought he would be. Yeah. And he got paid. He got money. So he did. jokes on me. I mean, Colin Sexton made out. He just was nowhere near what a bunch of Cavs fans thought exactly. he was. So um, with Colin Sexton, like I said, Colin Sexton is basically the Cavs version of Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker was taken number one overall. Sexton was taken number eight, eight overall, which basically makes him a second-round pick. But he was a try-hard guy, and Colin was, Colin was a player who was a replacement for LeBron. Baker was a messiah. Both were undersized. Both were, you know, they, they had their attitude. And, you know, Baker people, they, they bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Well, Colin people bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Now, I think Colin is a more likable personality. Yeah, oh yeah. But there were people going, no, Colin will absolutely get paid. There were people saying the same thing about Baker Mayfield. Well, also, it's it's 100%. You were in on that yeah. comparison very early. I also think this is what happens. And you traded both for a player and three first-round picks, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. I also think this is what happens with how we watch baseball and basketball. A little different than the NFL. Well, you what didn't I, trade Baker, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, what I mean is, you know, there's no... On TV, there's no homer cast. There's no local broadcast for for the Browns. You are getting maybe some homer insight throughout the week, maybe on our show, maybe from from writers, maybe whatever, especially before seasons start. But when those games are on, it's nationally televised, you're getting Ian Eagle, you're getting Spiro Ditas, maybe Kevin Harlow, whatever. You're getting the national broadcast. When you are watching... Baseball and basketball around this country, you're getting local casts. Well, the Cavs were bad when Colin Sexton was averaging. Did he get up to 26 points a game? I he got he was, up there. Yeah, I thought it was 24.9. He never had the red yeah. light. So he could shoot and whenever. Teams didn't respect And teams the did not game plan. They didn't care. They were like, let Colin take a bunch of shots. Yeah. He's not going to do it efficiently, like real efficiently, like some of the elite players in the league. And he did get better. But so fans would watch the Cavs every night. They'd watch them lose, but they'd see Colin Sexton score a bunch of points, and then they'd watch at halftime and postgame where it's like, hey, Cavaliers lost, but let's check out this highlight package by Colin Sexton. Look at this hustle. He's got a lot of dog in him. Watch him. The fans are into it. And so fans – Right. And that's their job, and I don't blame them for doing that, by the way. That is their job. So the fans' takeaway from Colin Sexton was not what anybody was thinking outside of Cleveland. Exactly. Outside of Cleveland, Colin Sexton was an empty calories, good stats, bad team guy. And so we're watching Donovan Mitchell, and we're seeing a top 15, top 18 player, and it's like, okay, Colin is not that guy. And so for Lyme and I, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you trade for Donovan Mitchell. And we got calls, and none of them wanted Donovan Mitchell. And then I'm, By the way, he was he was good stats, good team guy. Yeah, yeah. Until, play, but then they yeah. saw him in the playoffs against the Mavericks. They struggled going, last year. Why does Rudy Gobert not want to be on this team? Why do they want to unload Donovan Mitchell now? And there was all this other stuff. And so now they didn't want to see it this way, which I could understand that from a regular Cavs fan perspective. Who isn't watching Utah? I get that part of it. But then you saw him in one quarter of basketball last night, or maybe you even saw the fir- whole first half. And there was a lot of, oh, okay, I get why you made the trade. Of course you get why they made the trade because it's just he's flat out better than Colin Sexton there. So you got to see that in one half of basketball. But I, I totally see where you're saying on mm-hmm. my feelings about basketball. Mm-hmm. College, the NBA is not a struggle to me. 
uh, not nearly as much as it is with college basketball. College basketball, it's not till January. Mm. I have to take the remote and put it somewhere else. ESPN Plus has helped me a little bit with that. A little bit. Football, I'm dying to watch football. It falls here. Yeah. Finally, even though it's hotter than a bastard outside by the time football actually starts. You were saying but last still. night you watched... Uh, I, I put on UCF yes. uh, SMU. I had it on too. SMU, yeah. Uh, this was at when, when she came on. Serena a game Williams, that meant nothing yeah. to you. You had on. I didn't even bet on it. Yeah. When Serena Winters came on, which by the way, when gambling's legal, I decided I'm going to bet on games that you're broadcasting. Uh, Skid in the boy, game. I don't know if we want to well. go down that Skid path. in the oh, game. Well. I think it'll be fun. Considering I uh, talked to the coaches midweek. Well, well, so okay. I just need to go ahead and get a new suit. Don't get ready that. for my subpoena. I'm not a big. I'm not a big gambler, and I'm like, oh no, I'll put some shekels down on uh, what what games uh, Tone's doing. That'll be fun. I won't blame Tone. I won't even blame the refs. Or I blame the refs. I won't even. Blame, I won't blame the refs. And I won't blame the coaches. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put down a thousand bucks or anything. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Either way, um, I decided that's what I'm going to do. Either way, so football's easy. Shooting fish in a barrel, it's football. Baseball, easy. It's easy. The weather's terrible outside. Baseball's the first sign of spring. You want to get outside. You want to enjoy weather. Baseball is so easy to look forward to. That's the advantage baseball still has. It's the first sign of good weather. As much as people at this time of year, bitch, you bitch, 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 bitch about baseball. That's what baseball has. Basketball, it's like the second football starts. Here's basketball. Hey, basketball, 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 basketball. John Rothstein in your face. Here's a basketball. And it's like, come on, man. Can we just can we, can I let the leaves fall? Can we let the leaves fall for a second? But it, is, it is amazing how every sport tries to fight for relevancy Damn. 12 months out of the year. I mean, the NFL does that. The NFL, it's every week. Oh, mini camps are starting. It's like the teams aren't even doing anything oh, yeah. in mini camps now. And I and I get and even I I love football. I love it. And I said with with the XFL, was it XFL or USFL? USFL this last I year. I got them all mixed up yeah. now. USFL. I was like, man, between I now the draft's going to give us a couple years. Well, we got two more years and no first-round pick. The draft's going to give us a little bit of a lull, but even then I'm still going to have to look at stuff and, and do all that. Once the draft's done, I got from May, June, July, I got a good three months. Baseball, auto racing, give me some time. Give me some time away from football. Just got to get some other stuff in. Give me some baseball, just like I said. Give me some, give me some summer. Give, give me some other stuff to pay attention to. Give me some fun. You know, let me catch up on some stuff. Give me some vacation time. Give me some downtime. Mm-hmm. Give me some trips, and then let me ratchet it back up. Yeah, you now, need a little bit of a respite. Yeah, and so now I'm in on football. So I'm talking about seven cuts and all this other crap, and and then basketball's here. And so we're going to talk about basketball, and we're going to talk about the NBA. And I'm, I guess I'm ready for the NBA, and last night made it easier because I'm in the middle of the Browns show. Game's going to start at 7. I'm already in my basement. Boom. Game on while I'm doing the Browns show. Couldn't look away. Easy enough. Had a 12-minute a, a interview with Corey Bajorquez. Yeah. And so that was already pre-recorded from earlier in the day. So I had the interview on, and I ended up getting to watch uh, what ended up being... Three on each side, six, 12, and six is 18 minutes of uninterrupted, unfettered Cavalier basketball. Well, you, you and I, I don't think people might 
if they're just tuning in over the last whatever, and obviously our show does a ton of Browns content, but they might not know that we, you and I are huge, huge Cavs fans. Huge. Yes. I'm probably more of an NBA fan than yeah, you are. I'm a bigger uh, – well, the Cavs are my favorite in the city, which some people are like, wait, you love football more than that. Yeah, but the Cavs – my dad – Your relationship with them. Yeah, my – which is weird though. Well, you have a, I have a, I have a tight relationship with the Browns. How do I put this? That that sounded funny. I like the people who work for the Browns because they're nice people. I don't really have any relationship with the people who work for the Cavs at all. Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, but the heartstrings get tugged at yeah. more with the Cavs. Yeah, because my dad right? used to just walk yeah. through the living room, and my dad didn't like basketball and just thought it was a waste of time. The Cavs were terrible then. So I, I, for whatever reason, I used to just spite watch the Cavs, and so I really love the Cavs, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other two teams in town. The Cavs are my number one. Where Lima, Lima's just basketball. Lima is everything with basketball. Lima goes to high school games. <laughs> Lima goes to D three college games. Lima will go. Lima laughs, and you say you're you because your daughter will be kind of bopping around and rolling around at this time in the winter. You'll probably take her in a carrier to a D three game with probably Paul Force and somebody else at some point this year. Over yeah, I, JCU I, with I, the Morans or something like that. I'm gonna. I, I, it's too bad I don't have any athleticism whatsoever because I'd be going down the Earl Woods path with with her mm. or King Richard. But well, I don't know if maybe we can get her D three. That's what we're hoping. Well, you know, people you for young coaching. Isabella. But but I, I you know just in watching last night because I know we got other things to get to. I I want to talk about Donovan Mitchell. Real quick, just specifically what I saw from him. Mm. Because if there was one thing people were worried about was whether or not he could coexist with Darius Garland. Two guards, two high usage rates. I think uh, last year he was top five, Donovan Mitchell in usage rate. And Darius Garland was, I think, top seven in usage for guards. Explain usage. Just how much these guys handle the basketball. So it's tough to have too many of those guys on the team. The good thing is Evan Mobley. Does it need a high usage rate at this stage of his career? By year four, year five, he'll be Tim Duncan. You'll be able to throw the ball to him, get out of the way. He'll square up. He'll be able to. He'll be able to square up on you. He'll shoot it. He'll post move you. He'll do whatever. He, he's going to be able to do all that. But they don't need him to do that right now. Jared Allen. Jared Allen does not need the ball right now. You can lob him the ball, and you saw that last night. Darius Garland, based on the space. Wait. That, that you're being given so by his Donovan usage Mitchell. rate. Is, if they're just alley ooping everything to him, it's that doesn't really count. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the ball <laughs> in his hands, but you could just lob the ball to him, and guys will have to be drawn via the gravity in the corner to Donovan Mitchell, and then all of a sudden, boom, easy lob. And you saw the easy lobs last year before right. they even had Donovan well, with Mitchell. Rubio, they were lobbing like they crazy. Were. Yeah. So, so this is awesome in so many ways. But if there's one question people had, how are the guards going to coexist, dude? Donovan Mitchell has no problem moving the basketball. He just didn't have anybody to move it to last year or the year before that. Mm -hmm. That's why he had these high usage rates. So I don't think it's going to be the problem that a lot of people outside of Cleveland think it's going to be. But you just see how Mitchell, if you need to, and the playoffs are so different because teams defend in the playoffs. You don't get those easy opportunities nearly as much. And eventually the clock is winding down and you have to score over somebody. Donovan Mitchell can do it. Despite his size, mm-hmm. guys like Colin Sexton kind of can't. They can't get their shots off in traffic. No, no slight against Colin. That's just a limitation that he's going to have his whole career. Uh, Domin doesn't have that. And I'm just thinking to myself, I know it's preseason, but I'm watching him not back down. I'm watching these Cavs not back down to Harden, former MVP, right? Uh, he won an MVP, right? Yeah. James Harden? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, he had 800 triple doubles. Joel Embiid, 
these guys are not backing down to him at all. I could see the frustration on Embiid's face last night and Harden. I could see the... I could see it. They're like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this team, too. Well, especially in a preseason game, right? You would think that that would be more like an all-star game type of environment, right? But, it, Where- but I'm telling you, James Harden's whole point of emphasis was showing everybody, hey, look, I mean, he's lost all this weight. I'm yeah. not 20 pounds overweight this year. Watch me. I'm going to play defense. And, dude, Harden, they were running around him. And Harden couldn't get by anybody off the dribble last night. And this is the sleek, in-shape Harden. I'm telling you that the the 76ers were demoralized last night. Uh, not just that the Cavs were playing hard, and they were. Just that knowing, oh, my God, and they're going to get Evan Mobley. And I'm not just going to get this foray to the basket if I'm Joel Embiid. Because Embiid dominated the Cavs last year. So he I, toyed with them last year. I know nothing about preseason basketball, right? So does any of that matter? It's, it's just like the NBA is so much different than the NFL. And the NFL preseason is what we're all used to. It's right. easy. It was four games, now it's three, but you never play teams that you were going to play in the regular season, mm-hmm. right? In preseason basketball, you play, well, it doesn't cost us that much to travel to Philly, so we might play Philly three times in the preseason and then also four times in the You're regular see, season. And then in the playoffs. Right. This is very well a team you could play yeah. in any round of the playoffs the way the East is stacked this year. Any 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 teams can match up because of the way the seedings are going to be. I'm just telling you that I think the 76ers at home were like, all right, here we go. This is our year. If we stay healthy, Harden's in shape. Maxie, Maxie is really good. Really good. Like, here we go. Head over heels. And, dude, the Cavs came out. Kevin Love hits some threes. Hits, like, two in a row. Mitchell hits a couple threes. Darius Carlin was toying with them. Darius didn't even get, didn't even put people in the pressure cooker of the screen and roll like you know he's going to. And I feel like the 76ers left that game last night going, oh, boy, this is a team we're going to have to worry about. And they're younger than us. They're more athletic now than us. The Cavs were, after Rubio went down last year, they were one of the slowest teams in the league. That's gone. With Donovan Mitchell, you are going to push the pace. How long long is the window open, you think? For the Cavs? Cavs? Is the window even really open yet? We're not even – no, I mean, they're not even close to as good as they're going to be. We're standing by the window right now. Yeah, dude, they're not even – this is to to try to make comparison at all. This is LeBron in. Remember LeBron? They missed the playoffs the first two years. Yes, yes. This is that next year, and what did LeBron do the next year? He took the the pist- He's by himself defeating the Wizards. He's taking the Pistons to the wire. Like, yes, this is this is. We're just entering. We're just getting into it. The nascent is nascent nascent stage. Nascent? Nascent. Somebody help me out. What the one hell of are stages. you talking about? N-A-S-C-E-N-T. Carl Nassib stage. Yeah. Okay. okay. The embryonic stage. They're right there. All right. I am so pumped about the cap. I know you can tell. I can tell. I am so That's excited. why you've been drinking out of that Cavs cup. From a preseason game, we are giving you takes. Let's go. Did you know Dustin didn't know he's going to a preseason game on Wednesday? Did I tell you that? No. He's got tickets to a game on Wednesday. And he didn't know it was a preseason game. Well, they killed a bunch of the preseason games. There's, yeah, they, they totally restructured the, the, the way they the seasons operate. last year or the year before. They used yeah. to play like nine preseason right. games. Well, it was a preseason game on Wednesday. Dustin didn't know it was So a he thought it was real. Like, yeah. they count now. Did he think last night counted? Because I was driving home. No, I was driving home when they announced the Evan Mobley uh, sprained ankle. And he's like, oh, God, it's going to hurt. really hurt the beginning of the season. They're like, well, it's two weeks. And he's like, 
well, season starts soon. And everybody's like, uh, and he's like, well, I got, I got tickets for next week, next Wednesday. And everybody in the room is kind of quiet. He's like, I got. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're like, and I'm looking at my truck and I'm like, I think he doesn't know that's a preseason game. <laughs> that's hilarious. If people didn't I understand know. the schedule throwing them off a little bit because they've expanded the calendar to some degree, but I was laughing. I was like, he doesn't know. Um, well, you, they've so, only been practicing for a week, right? Right. Yeah. And it's just like, go, let's go. Let's and play it game. used to be three weeks, a month well, of practice, like and then nine preseason. Yeah. And you'd play in Dayton and you'd play in Columbus. And- yeah. It's just like everything else. You're expected to show up in shape. I, I wanted to get this point out. I didn't even get it out, and I can't believe it. And we, we, I thought about it while you guys were talking about the preseason. I think the old style guys might be right. I was listening to a couple, I was listening to Brian Boldinger. And there was a couple of other guys talking about, you know, two and two, and why is it two and two? And none of them brought it up. They didn't bring it up. They were talking about the Chargers. Okay, listening to a couple of guys talking about the Chargers, right? NFL Network talking about the Chargers. They're going, you know, we're not we're not getting the t- we're not seeing the toughness. Because I was looking for I was looking for comparisons, Browns Chargers, and it's like, and one of the comparisons I saw it's like you got to learn how to play with expectations, which the Browns. We have trouble playing with expectations, man. Like, any time you give the Browns an inch, they take a mile. Like, oh, they won. Super Bowl champs. The road is paved with gold. Like, the problem, I think, with a lot of – with the Browns is I think they think like fans a lot. Like, fans are allowed to think they're going to the Super Bowl every week. 
Fans are allowed to think that way. They got day jobs. They, they got other things they got to do. Fans are allowed to do that. I don't blame fans for thinking that. I hate it when fans, well, the fans thought they were going to the Super Bowl. So what? Who gives a damn? They're allowed to do that. Yeah. Fans, well, players fans, aren't, yeah, fans play, can be delusional yeah, sometimes. But we remember coming off the 2020 season and even coming off the 2018 season, here we are. We're anointed and things you know went to hell. And I think they were wondering that with the Chargers. But I also, when, when they're questioning toughness, and I was thinking about that on the drive-in this morning, and I wrote it down when I got home, when I got home, when I got to the station, this is how often I'm here. I, I'm starting to think that the older football guys might be right about this. They're questioning toughness. Like, I'm seeing the amount of guys. And listen, they're questioning toughness. I'm not questioning toughness. These are ex-football guys questioning toughness, not me. But they're going, you know, got a lot of guys injured, got a lot of guys all, all of a sudden on the list, beaten and bruised and all this stuff, and we're just a month into the season, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of guys are thinking, well, later in the year since it's a 17-game schedule, and, you know, and, and they're trying to they're, – they're, they start to actually dance around a little bit of the Tua situation as yep. well. And – uh they stopped that real quick. But I'm going, man, 15 teams are 500, 2-2. Two and two. And I go, I wonder if they played more in the preseason. I to- I, I said this. Oh, we, we are totally in lockstep on this, Ken. Because we were talking about the AFC seems wide open. Somebody said the other day on Twitter that the NFL is as wide open as it's ever been. And I'm like, let's hold off on that conversation for a few weeks. And somebody was like, why? And... I, and this was a real conversation. I know it sounds like a fake conversation. He said, and then they said, and then he said, and then they said. Um, I do think that the one downside or whatever you want to call it to McVay coming in and revolutionizing the way we do preseason is now you, you do that in conjunction with adding another week to the season. I think players now, remember, we were asking the question, Ken, will there be load management in the NFL? Nobody really wanted to have that conversation. How the NFL's life or death. Every game matters. And these guys want their want their contracts and they need to get their contracts. How are they going to do that? Incentives. How are they going to do that? They got to play. This isn't Kawhi Leonard just sitting playing more games, 40 games. Have load management. Well, the NBA, that became the the term du jour, the load management and how it's ruining the NBA. The NFL will never be like that. And it's true. The NFL will never have guys just missing eight games because they want to. But what they will have is Guys aren't going to play preseason anymore. You're not going to have your studs in preseason because coaches will just lose their job. If Miles Garrett gets injured in the preseason yeah. and it derails the whole year, sorry, that's it. Stefanski, you, you better win this year or you're, not, you're out. You're out because the guy, your best player is missing. Mm-hmm. So already nobody is playing in the preseason. Training camp? Kenny, these training camps are camp cupcake, except – for the scrimmages, the, the 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 practices. What do they call them? The dual practices. The joint practices. They're taking those seriously. They're not taking anything else seriously. The mini camps. I covered mini camp this year. I watched it. Even Stefanski said after everyone, yeah, we just want to get down to the Hall of Fame and kind of have these guys look at the busts and have fun. They're not taking mini camp seriously. They're not. They're not taking anything seriously. You know when things get taken seriously? Week one. And so it should be no surprise that half the league is two and two. When they're not coming out like gangbusters. They're not. The Chiefs. Do you think the Chiefs would have lost that game to the Colts if they really were prioritizing every week? They just weren't. They showed up, thought they could win, thought it would be easy. If the, and then look what the Colts, look what the Chiefs did the very next week. 
oh, we're taking this seriously now. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye, Tom Brady. Bye-bye, Tampa Bay. So people are looking at records going, oh, nobody is really has really separated themselves from the pack. Now the Chiefs will, as long as they're healthy. Well, the I, Chiefs will. I think all the all the teams that we thought were good at the beginning of the season are still good. There's the not Bills. any of them that are bad. The only thing that happens now in the first quarter is, do you get the slip up? Do you get the TJ Watt injury? Yes, that, yeah, that can derail what's happening. And for people you. were worried about TJ Watt when he got hurt, when he he got ran into right. in the preseason. Oh, that's game. Right. They were playing yeah. him late into that game. And it's like, why are you playing these guys? And Mike Tomlin's whole thing was conditioning towards yeah. the regular season. It's still some they'll old be, school mentality. And his thought was they'll be more ready to take on Cincinnati. And they did win that game against Cincinnati in week one. The only thing about the teams that are not the bad teams, but the, you know, the mediocre or the middle of the road teams, maybe they pick up a win early and they catch lightning in a bottle and they go, or they build confidence in themselves as a unit Yeah, and go, oh, we do. Mm -hmm. We thought we were a year away. We're here. We're in it right now. And then they go. So, Owen, my question Mm -hmm. is, is the league going to, it always changes, right? It's copycat league. Are we going to go from this where the first four games cost us our season? We should have came out ser- more seriously. Is it going to change? Because I don't think it will. No, I because, I think teams because are once again, this. like you look at, like you said, right now it's four games in. There's one team. No, all the teams have a win now, right? Has Everybody has a win. So Texans. nobody. Yeah. The Bears. But even you look at the Texans in that, in that the Texans are technically one, two, and one right now. Whoever's in first over there, three and one, two and two. I mean, they they can look at it and go, uh, we're we should have got that win over the Colts now in the first week, but there's still you you've bought yourself another quarter of the season to go, are we in or out right now? But it, they don't do the trade deadline. I wonder if the trade deadline stuff will start to change. What how so this you know, NFL trade deadline, we've always you get really hyped up for it and then really nothing happens. And now that you're playing the the games that you're not taking as seriously now count, mm-hmm. you go, okay, we dropped one or two in that first quarter of the season that we probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So now where we've allotted for, we were going to be an 11 win team. And now we've really got to put, you know, tighten the boots up to get to our 11 wins in the last eight games. Now we need to go out and make a move for a guy that can give us a win or two because a win or two wins in the NFL is huge, right? Wow, yeah. That's a big swing. That's really a three or four game swing. Look, look at it. Depending on who it it's against. It wasn't necessarily a real trade, but the Rams added Odell Beckham. Right. How big was Odell Change, Beckham? Changed what, what they it? were doing. So obviously guys, I think one thing they've always used to th- they always used to think in, in football is you can't just bring a guy in. It doesn't work like that. He needs to be here in training camp. Now in the NFL, it's like, no, we can use you now. We like, can use you now, and we can actually draw up some plays for you immediately. It's not going to ruin our chemistry, and you could come in and play and a be, guy, a, be a productive player. Look at a guy like Gronk, right? He retired again, but you know that that guy is... Is he going to come back this year? Uh, no, you just no. know that that's a guy I doubt he no. is, but that's just a guy that, like, well, if, he, if you needed him for four games, you have four games left, and you know you need, you need to get two of those wins. That guy can go out, and if it's a tight game, he can go win the game for you in that way. We're last. not going to get to the LeBron thing. I'm would you pay him? Would you pay him over what you should pay him just to go get you one win? This is this one is win I'm, could change your season. You guys are right, and this is why I'm nervous about the Browns. This is where 
the leadership and the culture thing are so important. Like we talked about that earlier. Like, well, like we had the caller Edinburgh Village brought yeah. up the quarterback thing, and it's like, all right, quarterbacks they usually lead, but it's like, look at Philadelphia. Like this ain't changing. But Jalen Hurts is playing his ass off. Jalen Hurts is tough. The guy's been playing like a tank. He's been playing his ass off, and he's been shown to be a good leader. They also got Jason Kelsey, yep. who's an ass kicker, yep. who doesn't mince words, and you got Nick Sirianni, who's weird with the media, but obviously is a good. But his his players are tough guy, enough. Though, yes, too, yeah. exactly. And his, his players know that. Yes, he's a good and his players guy. are tough enough to let him lead. And I'm sure there's other guys there. I just don't know the Philadelphia Eagles inside and out. I'm sure other guys. I'm sure Angelo Cataldi could tell you more about them than I can. Well, he's going to retire it, soon. Well, okay. I'm sure Glenn Mack now is already. Yeah. I'm sure somebody in Philadelphia could tell you better than I can. I look at um, – let me give you another – can I find another example here? But, okay, let me stick with Philadelphia. When things fell apart, you had Kelsey, but then you had Wentz. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have the quarterback. Yeah, You have to have that guy because it's just a natural leadership position. You cannot have a guy who they do not – who they do not rely upon. Now, Jacoby – they they respect him, but do they rely upon him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think and, they respect and, and, and him. You're, you're shaking your well, head. They've, no, they've they've had to rely on him in certain situations exactly. twice this year, and he threw interceptions. You can respect me all, all you want, Oof. but can you rely on me? There's a difference right. there. And so I don't know. And I'm saying I don't know because I probably don't so, want to say no. So can we can we just come back to a question we're not going to be able to solve right now, and it will be something that every we'll be ahead of it because we we are I. I I'll pat us on the back. We're pretty good about detecting these things. Yeah. The Deshaun Watson thing is the elephant in the room, although he's outside the room right now, but he's going to be in the room next week. He next comes week, back to the room. how does he act? How do guys around him yeah. act? Can Deshaun Watson lead this team down the stretch if they are in the thick of it, both on the field and off the field? Will they be talking about his leadership skills? Will they gravitate towards him? I know on paper it's easy to say yes. Will it really be that easy? And it's impossible for us to know. Me and you both said from day one, Ken, that guys will rally around him. They will. Fans don't want to hear that outside of Cleveland. They want to hear, oh, you've got this guy with this baggage. How how ridiculous that he's going to be a leader. Dude, they just want to win games eventually, especially when they're in the throes of a season. They want to win for games. Us, though, remember this he's going to help them win games. You're going to have to play this, though, during this offseason. I guarantee you this, Owen. And this comes in the wintertime because we're going to learn some things over the six games, but there's going to be things we don't know. All right. And people are going to go back to this next year because, you know, Zach said something I think that was prophetic earlier today. And this recording, as we're talking about this, what is it? October 5th right now? October 5th is today? October 6th. That he said he believes in a lot of ways they were ready, that they believe full, they believed wholeheartedly that, in 2022 was not going to be their year, that 2023 was going to be their year. There is, I believe, an underlying current for a lot of fans that in the back of their head, they know that he's comp- they know that he's a good quarterback, they know that he's got talent, but that Houston Texans 4-12 and season, and I could give you every, well, every, every stat I in the did. book. I did give you every and stat you in did. the book. But there's going to be a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of thing. Are we going to be blaming coaches? Are we going to be blaming other players? Are we going to be blaming front offices here during this coming 2023 season? Or is it just going to, 
fix itself. I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. And does he Hopefully have does Deshaun come Watson come in and have a Jimmy G like yeah. run where he, they go five and zero? Oh, exactly. Six and zero. Oh. He could go out there during the six during the six games and he could play perfectly fine. And we could get ready to set sail for twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. We'd be talking twenty twenty two. Or he could go six. He could go three and three during twenty twenty two. And we could look at twenty twenty three. Go okay. We got to do this, this, and this. Or mm-hmm. we could be looking at something poor here. Because we're looking at a couple of situations in the NFL right now where leadership, we learned this in Cleveland here with you-know-who, leadership just has to start and finish with that guy. You're seeing it in Tampa Bay right now. Again, recorded this for old posterity. Maybe they'll pull themselves out of it. But you see him having to take off. He had to take 10 days off. Everybody in the world respects Tom Brady, the quarterback. But can I rely on you? Now you're throwing Microsoft Surfaces around. We're not winning games. Todd Bowles is not Bruce Arians. I respect Todd Bowles. Can I rely on Todd Bowles in these situations as a head coach? One previous stop tells me right now, even though it's not all his fault, I can't. I can't. So I can't just put it all in his basket there. So there is a difference between respect where I respect Jacoby Brissett. Me, Kenny Carmen, not even a football Mm -hmm. player, really respects Jacoby Brissett. Can I rely on him through one month of the season? Can't say I can. And I think a lot of football players on that team would have to say, admit the same thing. Where a lot of quarterbacks, they were their teammates would have to admit the same thing. Kansas City, they say they can. Other places, Buffalo, they say they can. Cincinnati, they can. Baltimore, how many times can Lamar pull their ass out of the fire? Can they do it in the final minute? We'll find out. But in this... We'll see. But you need leadership. If you're going to keep your head above water before December 4th, you're going to need other guys to step up and be leaders. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 